Hey, Jacob's World Podcast. He has risen. He has risen indeed. Thanks for checking out this podcast message. I think it's just a message of hope and encouragement. If you are on a road and you're not sure it's the right road, if you've been through a lot of trauma and you're not sure you're going to get through it, and you're having trouble wondering if Jesus has got a plan or if he's walking with you, well, this is the message for you. This Easter, let's just find some hope. Let's find some encouragement because he has risen. Well, happy Easter, everybody. He has risen, and that is what we are celebrating here at Jacob's Well. Unlike any Easter we have ever had, unlike any season we have ever had, really in the history of history, um, we have had a crazy month. If you think about the last month, it has been just insane. And so this Easter, we want to do something just a little bit different. We want to celebrate the resurrection in a way that maybe we don't every Easter. A lot of Easter's we celebrate with shouts and celebrations and all that is good. And if that's where you're at, I encourage you to go out your front door and do that. But this Easter, I want to call you to something a little different. I want to call you to a quiet celebration of joy. And joy being that, that inward sense of well-being that can't be shaken. That comes from the confidence that our sins are forgiven, that comes from the confidence that the tomb is empty, that comes from the confidence that we're not alone, that God is walking with us. Because I really believe that that quiet joy will bring to us something that we're really going to need today and in future days. It's going to bring a sustaining peace. And that sustaining peace is going to allow us to be brave. It's going to allow us to face the challenges we have in front of us with courage, all of which is based on the power of the resurrection. So we want to look at one of the resurrection stories this morning uh, from the Gospel of Luke. We have been in Luke, and in Luke we have been walking through the story of Jesus. And, and the story of Jesus that began with his birth way back at Christmas and went through his teaching and his life and has been moving with, with, with just intentionality to this place of Jerusalem, which we celebrated on and remembered on Good Friday that he died on the cross. And now we are celebrating the fact that early in the morning, the women went to the tomb and they found it empty. Well, the story we want to look at is one of my favorite resurrection stories because it just kind of reminds us of three things that I think are going to be foundational for us in the weeks and months ahead of us. The first one is, is that I am not alone. Hear me now? I am not alone. That I have a God who is walking with me. The second thing is, is that God has a plan. That although things seem chaotic and out of control, and it might not seem like a very good plan right now, but God has a plan. And the third thing is, is that my sins are forgiven. That because of what Jesus Christ has done for us on the cross, our sins are forgiven. So this is a story, this resurrection story we're about to look at from the Gospel of Luke, that begins um, with two people who are on a journey. So let's go ahead and look at the scripture together. This is about um, two men who are on their road to Emmaus. It said this, it said, um, the very day, the day of the resurrection, so Easter Sunday, two of the disciples were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. Now the first thing I really want to point out here is that they were on a journey they were not supposed to be on. Because one of the things Jesus did before he died on the cross is he said very clearly, look guys, I'm going to be handed over to the Gentiles, I'm going to be put to death, and when I do, I'm going to rise from the dead. And what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to, you're supposed to wait in Jerusalem 
until I return and I raise from, I'm risen from the dead. And they're not doing that. They're actually going in the opposite direction. Maybe they needed to get out of the city. Maybe they were afraid. Uh, but they're social distancing, if you will. And, and they're, they're heading in the wrong direction. Now, there are a couple things that are important about that. The, the first thing about that is, is a lot of times when we're under a lot of stress, under a lot of trauma, we're just doing things we don't know why we're doing them. We're going places. We don't even know why we're going there. And, and we're just confused about that. Now, the second thing I want you to notice about this is that even though they are on the wrong road going in the right di- wrong direction, Jesus still finds them. Jesus still finds them. So if you're concerned you're on the wrong road, well, this story might actually be for you. So, so they find themselves on the road to uh, Emmaus, heading in the wrong direction, and they were talking with each other about the things that had happened. So, of course, what are they doing? They're doing what we're doing. They're talking about the trauma, the things that have happened, because Jesus died from the, from, on the cross, and now uh, some of it, the other disciples have said, he's risen, or his body's gone, and they're just trying to figure out what's going on, just like you and me. Um, And here's what we need to understand. We need to understand that Jesus is walking with them and he's concerned with what's on their mind. So look at verse 15. It says, while they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. Look at this. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. Now, does that sound familiar? That, that you, you may be a follower of Christ, you may be a person who was a follower of Christ, but now you're on a road, you're heading in the right direction, and, and maybe you've convinced yourself that there's no way Jesus can find you on this road. Maybe you've convinced yourself that you've gone too far down the wrong road. But the thing that happens is that Jesus shows up on the road, and they don't recognize that it's Jesus. I, I don't know how many times God has been speaking to me. He's been using circumstances or a person, or even a song on the radio, and Jesus is trying to say something to me, I don't realize it. That's what these people are figuring out. That's what they're experiencing on Easter Sunday. It goes on from there. And he said to them, what is this conversation that you are having with each other as you walk? And they stood still, looking sad. And so Jesus asked the question about the elephant in the room. He said, what are you talking about here? Jesus is concerned about what? We're talking about. He's concerned about what we're concerned about. And, and when they had to, at that point, find words for it, engage in a conversation about it, look what happens. It says they found themselves standing still, looking sad. It's like they're stuck. It's like they had to, how do we put what we just experienced in context? How do we help someone who has not walked in what we're walking with how do we get them to, to make sense? And, and maybe they're just, they're stuck and they're sad. Well, finally, it says, Then one of them, named Cleopas, answered him and says, Are you only a visitor to Jerusalem? Who, who does not know the things that have happened in these days? And so he's basically asking, Where have you been? Haven't you heard? I mean, the whole city knows what's going on. It'd be like if someone walked up to us one of these days and said, So why are all the stores closed? People would be shocked. How can you not know? And so that's their experience. And then verse 19. And Jesus said to them, what things? Now Jesus could have said, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with what's been going on. I kind of have some firsthand knowledge of it. But instead, he's giving them an opportunity to talk about it. He's giving them an opportunity to express it. He's giving them an opportunity to just 
pour out their heart. You know what this is? Is This is a picture of prayer. I don't know if you've ever considered this thing, this truth about prayer, but every time you pray, you're never going to tell God something he doesn't know. You're never going to, you know, reveal something to him where you're going to say, wow, I didn't know that was going on, or I didn't know this was your experience. Prayer, so often, just like for these guys, comes to us when we're, we've been through something traumatic, we're, we're sad and standing still, and now Jesus comes and says, what's been going on? What's on your mind? What things do you want to talk about? And they're able to pour out their heart because Jesus is walking with them. Now again, remember, they don't even realize it's Jesus yet. And so the story goes on, it's such a beautiful story. And they said to him, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth. And he's like, oh, really? And you just see Jesus. I just, I got to believe he's smiling at this point. Uh, a man who was, was a prophet, mighty in deed and, and word before God and the people. So this guy, he was, he was a prophetic. He was, he was coming and it was powerful. It was exciting. It was this incredible journey. And look at this next part. He said, and, um, and how the chief priests and the rulers had delivered him to be condemned to death and to crucify him. And so they're talking about the trauma. We were way up here we thought this now we were way down here and we've been up and we've been down and our expectations have just been blown out of the water uh, look what he says but we had hoped you see that we had hoped there's a loss of hope here that we had an expectation we had a plan for how God's plan was going to work out we had hoped that he was the one to redeem us we'd hoped he was our salvation he was the answer we just had a way we imagined it was going to work out and it just didn't work out with like that. It just seems like either the whole plan got messed up or there was no plan at all. And, and it's just, just disaster. And, and, and it's a word. Easter is a word for people who had hoped, who, who, who had believed in something and their belief, just, it just feels like everything has been lost. This is a call to come back to hope. Some people give up on hope because they're afraid to hope. They've been hurt. They've been disappointed. They've been up. They've been down. And now they're afraid to hope again. If that's your situation, well, this might be a story for you. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, besides all this, now, the third day, since then, the, uh, seeing things that happened, he's sort of like, the story hasn't ended here. They said, they told, we won't look at the scriptures, but they said what happened was, some of our women and some of the, the, the other people have gone to the tombs and now they say the body is missing and some people say he's risen, some people say he haven't. We don't know what to believe and so we're on the road to Emmaus. And now, after Jesus has heard their heart, as he's let them pour out what's going on inside of them, um, now Jesus responds. And look what he says. And he says to them, Oh, you foolish ones and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. And so he gives them a little chiding and he puts them in perspective that, 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 that you guys are being foolish. You're on the wrong road heading in the wrong, wrong direction. You, you have been slow to believe. For whatever reason, you have been reluctant to believe. And a lot of us, maybe these last several weeks, have especially been slow to believe. We've been, we've been pushing off hope. We've been pushing off encouragement. I don't know about you, but I've actually talked to some people who I have brought some encouraging things to or tried to after listening to where they were at. And, and they just, it's almost like, you know, I, I just don't want to hope because I don't want to be disappointed. I don't want to believe. I'm just going to push it back. They, they nestle in to this despair. Well, Easter blast through that. And what Christ would say to you, Jesus, 
who has been walking to you with you, even though you haven't seen him, even though maybe you haven't acknowledged him, he would say to you, you don't need to be foolish. You don't need to push away the belief. I am with you and there is hope. I have a plan even as now, even as I had a plan back there. Look at the plan. He said, don't you realize that the prophets have spoken of this? He says, was not it necessary for that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory. Look at this. And beginning with Moses, who went all the way back to the Old Testament, and the prophets, he interpreted to them the scriptures, the th- in from the scriptures, the things concerning himself. So he says, let me just give you a little Bible study here. So he goes back to Moses, and he says, Moses talked about a prophet that was greater than him. And then there was David. David said, one will come from my line who's going to be the eternal king. And then he could talk about Elijah, and Elijah, uh, Elisha, and all the prophets, and all the Psalms, and all the foreshadowing and all the feasts of the Old Testament and how everything was being pulled together. How it seemed like this just random collection of hodgepodge. All of it was meant to come together and be revealed in the coming of Jesus. And when he was explaining it to them, when they had their hearts open to him, an incredible perspective shift happened. Now what happens is that... um, it's getting late, and they're coming to the place they're going to stay. And Jesus kind of acts like he's going to keep going. But they said, you know what? It's late. You should just come. Please stay with us. There was just like this comfort in being. They still don't know it's Jesus. I mean, their, their eyes are, are being physically um, shielded from seeing Jesus to teach them that they have been spiritually blind to Jesus and to speak to us all these years later about the condition of our own heart. And so they say, okay, come. And then that night they, they're coming together and there's a meal that they're serving. And this is what happened. It said, and when Jesus was at the table with them, he did something. He took bread and he blessed it. And then he gave it to them. And their eyes were opened and they recognized him. And he vanished from their sight. And so what Jesus did is he reminded them of something. He took simple bread and he took a simple cup and he blessed them. And that reminded them of just a couple nights before at the Lord's Supper, he had he had given them this memorial service, which we celebrated at Good Friday, that declared my body was broken, my blood was sure, uh, bro- my blood was poured out, and because my body is broken, my blood is poured out. Your sins are forgiven, and that this was the plan. This was what it was all about. This is what we were working to, and this was everything that he just explained to them. On the road, that the the thing that seemed to be the tragedy, the thing that seemed to be that which causes us to lose hope and not believe, actually was all part of God's plan to bring us to a place of wholeness and healing and salvation. And we, we this Easter have to believe in our quest to find that quiet joy that if he had a plan back then, he still got a plan now. And that his plan is a good plan. Look what happens to these guys. They said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us while he had talked with us on the road, when he opened the scriptures to us? And so using the scripture, showing the plan, Jesus reveals himself, a total change in perspective that brought a quiet joy, a sustaining peace, and made these two brave. Look look what they say. And they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven, those who were with them, gathered together. 
saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. And they told what had happened on the road and how he, had, how he was known to them in the breaking of bread. And so again, he reminds them of their forgiveness of sin through the breaking of bread. He reminds them that they're not alone by walking with them on the road. He reminds them that he has a plan and he has a really good plan. And so what have we learned from this story this Easter season. Well, what we've got is we've got a group of people who've been through a profound trauma. Some ups and some downs, some overs, some out, whose whole plan, whatever plan they had, totally blown out of the water, who find themselves walking down the wrong road, who find themselves just standing still at times and sad, at times overwhelmed, trying to make sense of what they're feeling, what they're thinking, and what's going on, and all at once, Jesus shows up. He reveals that he has been walking with them. And he opens the scriptures to them. And he wants to say three really big things to them. And I think they're the same things he wants to say to us this Easter season. The first one is, you're not alone. That I'm walking with you even when you can't see me. Even when your eyes are blinded. Even when you're pushing me away. Even when you're on the wrong road. You're not alone. The second thing is, is I've got a plan, and it's a good plan. There are some necessary things that have to take place, but I've been doing this a long time. I've got a good plan. He's got a proven record of being faithful. He's still faithful today. And the third thing that he wants us to understand through the breaking of bread, through the reminder of the resurrection, is that our sins are forgiven. And because our sins are forgiven, we don't have to live in the shame of our past. We don't have to be defined by our worst moment. We can now live with a quiet sense of joy that creates in us a sustained peace that makes us brave. Just like these ones who ran back to Jerusalem and said to them and the other disciples, we're not our hearts burning within us, who now have the courage to go forward because they've been given the new perspective of Jesus who has been walking with them. So I just want to ask you a question this Easter. Are you walking with Jesus? Are you aware that his presence is with you? Are you letting him open the scriptures to you and teach you things about life, himself, yourself, in such a way that your, your heart burns in, in, within you? Are you taking the time to see the way that he's working and are you letting that be an encouragement to your spirit? To your soul? Are you pushing it away? Are you deflecting it? Make the choice to turn towards hope this Easter season. See, what I found I needed this Easter season was I needed a Jesus perspective. <laughs> I needed myself to just say, wow, okay, I'm not going to look and, and hope he's walking with me. I'm going to assume he's walking with me. And because he's walking with me, I'm going to be in the scriptures and assume he's going to teach me things. And he has been teaching me things. He's been renewing things in me. And you know what? I don't know what the plan is, but I trust he's got a plan. And I trust that it's a good plan. And I'm just going to keep walking with him, trusting in his promises. And it truly has, in my life, created this quiet sense of joy. Joy in the resurrection, a sustained peace, and I believe it's making me brave, and I believe it will make us brave together. Let's pray, and then we're going to continue on in, in some worship of celebration. And after that, we're going to hear a really, really fun message from the children's ministry. You want to make sure you, you take time to just, uh, it's just the best part of everything we do. So let's pray together. Father, I thank you. I thank you for the things we've learned today. That although we've been through a traumatic time, 
although it looks like there's not a good plan, although it feels like we're alone, we are reminded through the resurrection, through this story this Easter weekend, that we are not alone, that you are with us, that we delight because our sins are forgiven, that even if we've been on the wrong road and we've really messed up, because of Christ, we experience forgiveness. Father, I pray for every person who's hearing this message this weekend. I pray that they would just quit deflecting encouragement, deflecting hope, deflecting belief, and they would come back with simple childlike faith and put their faith and trust once again, or maybe for the first time, in Jesus Christ. Jesus, we need you. We love you. Once again, come into our life. Walk with us. We believe in the cross. We accept your gift of forgiveness, and we do this all in the name of Jesus. For it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen.